I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome along to the Wise Men Say podcast Crystal Palace, Aston Villa, QPR, now Stoke City are the teams you can add to the list of coming to the stadium of light and making people leave <laughs> after about 10 minutes because Sunderland just capitulate and decide that they can't defend. Stroke don't want to defend. Stroke feel like not bothering doing anything for 10 minutes or so or whatever it was. It's taken the place of that Villa game, hasn't it? Like, well, this, each one this, takes the, the place this, of the last yeah, one. Yeah, this is, this is as bad as or this is like X again. Team X Poirier had two within a few weeks of each other because he had the he had the Villa game where he got sacked by QPR a few weeks before that as uh, well. Yeah, but that was only we only conceded two goals though, so you can't really. Uh, so that was that was like a win, really, wasn't it? QPR only conceded was two. It three. No, it was two. Was it? I thought it was three. One. Yeah, no, it was two. Was it? Oh, it was the, sure. the, the big. So thing it, a memorable luck game. No, the QPR one was that he played like Jordi Gomez as like a weird left mm. winger thing, and then afterwards. Had a go at the fans. So yeah, that, was, that, was, the, that um, was that was that was my one of my override memories of of, of interviewing Gus. That was uh, myself, Gareth Bark, as you can hear, and Rory Follow. Just the three of us tonight, because nobody wanted to come in and talk about Sunderland. Everybody's trying to dissociate themselves with Sunderland at the minute. Well, fans uh, included. Well, you, could t- you could see what actually happened. Because yeah, well, we, we we don't have to explain ourselves, Gareth. Right. Okay, Keith Downey from Sky Sports was going to come on, and then he rang me at one o'clock saying that. Everything was okay as long as Bamford turned up when they were expecting him about two o'clock down at Borough and he still hadn't showed up to this point. The downside of, of a job like that, just the sitting hey. sitting in your car outside of Borough's ground waiting for Patrick Bamford to walk past so you can film him and then <laughs> and then sell, send the footage back to the studio. Yeah. Good, that, isn't it? And then it do is. an interview saying, I'm hey, happy to be here, Patrick. Yes. Well, they normally don't even get interviewed. They just no. film them driving in his car or something. Yeah. And, be like, and then they stand outside and say, Patrick Banford has now arrived. And then that'll be it. Waiting four hours that to today, do that. though. That's very deadline day, isn't it? Like, who's... You're not, news exactly, you're not, you're not waiting for, exactly the, yeah. for the Range Rover with the blacked yeah. out windows driving into a training ground on the 16th of January. It hasn't been, well, it hasn't been a, a window of, <clears throat> you know... It hasn't been very active. Of, yeah, mm. you know, there hasn't been loads of moves. And but I would say there'll be one move, and then that Hence like the media. starts them oh, all. Yeah, that's the one. The this is going to be the yeah. one. Patrick Hence Bamford the media is, try and get rid of yeah. Defoe on our behalf. Yeah. Because there's nothing else to report about. Yeah, yeah. should dig his heels in, shouldn't he? Should absolutely dig his heels yeah. in. But, but then will he be a disgrace? Will he be a disgrace? Won't he be a disgrace? Before we get on in the game, actually, when we put it off for 2 minutes and 53 seconds... um. This fans leaving thing, where are people with it? Because the, the media can't wait to get all of it, can they? I, we, I watched a West Ham game, as you probably did a couple of weeks ago, where they lost 5-1 to Man City, and they streamed out at half-time. They were three, it was a 3 or 4-0 at half-time or something, and, and then you saw, now, yeah. you saw all these tweets, didn't you, saying, we're queuing to get out, and I showed you the queues to get out the turnstiles. I went back to the studio, Guy Lineker didn't mention a thing about it, and then it happens to Sunderland. Even when I was reporting on the game on Saturday, and I went to the studio on RTE, and they were like, Stephen, um, we've heard the Sunderland fans are leaving. 
and the you know it's a question that people can't wait mm. to ask, and it's a point that people can't ra- wait to raise now, mm. and it's almost just snowball and snowballed, hasn't it? Yeah, and you know it's it's all about narratives, and people want to think that, then that's absolutely <clears> fine. <throat> you, you know, the we all know what the situation is, and. You know, that's the only, I think that's the only power people have sometimes, isn't it, to, to get up and yeah. walk out because you, it's that internal conflict. You know, in a, in a way, you, I mean, I was sitting there when that third one went in thinking, you know, I could go home, you know. You think, you know, just example, you know, my son had, had a cough over the weekend, he'd been up all yeah. night coughing and you're sitting there in the freezing cold watching your team who hasn't, haven't turned up and you think, you know what, I could go home and, like, Help me wife out, look after the little one instead of being at the match because this is a waste of, waste of me time. I hope she's not listening now because you're putting ideas in her head. Yeah. She'll start suggesting no, she this never, now. I don't think she's ever listened to it's, it. It's, it's, it's made me feel a bit bad because I, it was the first time I can ever really f- remember that I felt tempted to leave early, but I just thought I could have a pint instead. Mm. Well, the thing is, I, I, mean, I, I, it, I left it, early for the, I, I walked out at half time at Villa game, we were 4 0 down. There was one of the oh, ones I, I, I don't left care. Early. I don't care. I think people, it was a Palace one I left early. That's the only judges, one. You know, you, you judges, I don't, couldn't care less. You no, know, I paid, paid me money. I can do. I can, you know, I I can understand if it was like, I can understand people asking questions, if it was once, but it isn't once. Yeah. And like, if it was say, in isolation, like for example, West Ham, the game I've just mentioned, yeah, been, losing you know, the Man City, it's not like this happens to them, and they're all queuing to leave at half time. It is possible also. To say that you can wish fans didn't do it, but not criticise them at the same yeah. time. Yeah. Well, in an ideal world, you know, fans wouldn't be leaving, wouldn't feel the need to walk out because they feel so let down and disheartened by what they're seeing on the pitch in front of them, and it, it's it's compounded by things that are happening off the pitch as well. So, I think you know, it's very simplistic to to, to you know pass comment on, you know, what what. What something looks like on face value, um, you know, like like we get. I don't, I don't know. I, I haven't heard them, but you know, why would you want to? when it's Martin Keown and Chris Sutton having a pop. Apparently, um, you know, Chris Sutton who seems to decide he's going to make a living trying to out Robbie Savage, Robbie Savage. But you know, f- fair enough if that's what he wants to do. I'm trying to wonder what Sunderland's ever done. He can uh, sit and Sutton, yeah, he can he sit and pontificate like us, if he wants to about Sunderland and and yeah. what they sh- what supporters should be doing. These people who. When's the last time they ever paid to get into a football match? You know, they go around the country doing it for nothing, probably getting paid for travel, paid, yeah. accommodation. You go and sit in the studio and pass a comment on a team you've probably seen five minutes of in the last fortnight. You know, you haven't got a clue. You haven't got a clue what, what people, you know, people who go to work and up here and work hard and, and spend the money at the match, and they've have done so for years, and we're still in the top six or seven home attendances in the league. For a team um, that have only reached for team, 40 yeah. points three times in this current Premier League stint as well. Um, you know, they they ignore it's, all that, don't they? It's five they years, it's five years of, of garbage. I mean, you've reeled them off there, Villa, Palace. Remember in the Cup, Man City under Advocat, weren't they? 4-0 up after about 35 minutes. I know it was yeah, Man yeah. City, but it happened. The, the alarm and re- irregularity in which, no matter who the manager is, who the team is, Norwich last absolutely you know, capitulate, go two or three goals... You know, two or three goals in quick succession. It's either added time. You know, well, Palace again. You know, Palace beat, did did us four, and then we're two nil up, and they scored three in twenty five minutes. Goal in the last minute this season, and hadn't they, that was their only win in that could be eleven games. Where the league standings are at the minute, that could Aye, be well, really that point, weird. a draw. A draw would see us mm. 
out the bottom three and Palace in the bottom three. But it feels like a breaking point for a lot of people. We're talking about how we've, us personally, we haven't like left early very many matches, if if at all. I would wager a lot of those people who did leave early on Saturday have very rarely do that or have not mm-hmm. done it at all because it is a breaking point. It's like we've been mm-hmm. saying. This happens all the time. It's not like West Ham who stream out after one bad result. We've seen this mm-hmm. in all those games that you've mentioned. Like You're sitting in that ground thinking, I can't blame any of these. If you, no. if you said to someone, why are you leaving? And they said, why not? You wouldn't have a yeah. response to that, you? Would almost you? feel like you should leave. Like I think, there's more. I think it, 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 there's there's more merit in a situation like that than saying, you know what, let's all go. Because the only reason you're sitting there is out of duty, and you're sitting there out of, you know, the the the, the reason that you're there in the first place is because, you know, you, you love the club and you support the club, and that's the overriding thing. You don't want to leave because you think, if I do, people are going to judge us for that, and that overriding. You know, support for the clubs a thing, and some might argue, well, yeah, that's why that's why you're there. You should sit and support the team through thick and thin or thin and thinner, as people say with Sunderland. But it's not. Again, it's. And I did notice it, and I'm not having to go to the people we had the conversation with. There was a couple of people on Twitter who. Well, you know, we had a we're on the same page. We had a conversation oh, with, and the interesting thing, they both were exiles who were kind of saying, "Oh well, you should kind of stay in the end." And I get that from their perspective because they're probably thinking, "Well, I'd love to." Yeah, I'd love to be at the game every week, and you've got that privilege, and I haven't. There's probably a little bit of that mm-hmm. underlying, but yeah, I, I I would I would I would stay till the end. But when you go every week, and there's people who go home and away, I don't go the other way game, but go every home game. I wouldn't blame them for walking out. Mm-hmm. I mean, look at that away support as well. What we've scored five goals away from mm-hmm. home this season, we've won <laughs> one game. What's our way record like over the last? Considering five just being at Burnley and con- <laughs> got beat four-one as well. Yeah. And playing because we're on the same page here, so playing devil's advocate um, because it's the voice that's not getting represented here, isn't it? People would say stay, chant, get behind the team, and try and get them into a game. People can come back from three goals down. Defoe pulled the goal back. Had Rodwell put that one in, I would have fancied us to get a draw from that game. To be honest, because I thought Stoke looked panicky. So people would argue that, wouldn't they? But of course, yeah, it's, it's, would, t- it's, but I, I, it's a I context the, of being there and there and then as well. I use the it? analogy. I use the analogy on when we're in that conversation, saying it's all very well saying that, but you know, when a heavyweight boxer's had his head smashed in for ten rounds, it's all very well saying, "Oh, are you going to deliver a knockout blow on the 11th? It's not as easy as that. You can't just you can't just do it, and that's where it's like Sunderland supporters have been battered in the head every week for such a long time. And it's not just every. It's not just on. It's not just. On the pitch, it's off the pitch as well, and people have got to remember that because it's not like everything's been rosy. You know, we've lost, <clears throat> the, you know, lost Allardyce in the summer. Um, you know, the the obviously inability to spend money because we're skint, um, or you know, we're not so much skint, but you know, there's restrictions in place that are restricting us from doing the work that we need to do to build the squad. Um, you know, and then you know other things like the Adam Johnson thing, which you you know you have to mention because it's something that's happening. Twelve months of turmoil. Yeah, it is. well, it's not that's, twelve that's months, so yeah. it's thirty-six months. <laughs> it's forty-eight months. No, but I mean the, these especially. It's like ev- it's every everything's came. It's just everything comes to a head yeah, now. It's, well, it's it's not at a head yet though, is it? Because we could stay up this season. I mean, it's not unlikely. I mean, people teams again seem desperate not to cut us completely adrift. I know yeah. Borough have got that five point buffer. It's remarkable watching the way we've played and thinking we're only a point away. Yeah, but we're a point we're a point from, from safety. From Palace, yeah. You know, and, and 
it's not it's not insurmountable. It's not if we'd won at the weekend would have been out in the bottom three. So I know we didn't, but we <laughs> would have been. So you know, it, it. I wonder. I think we're in a difficult spot, regardless, because it. I don't think it's saying it, it's coming to a head. I don't know when the head will be or where it is. Because when the head will arise. When the head will arise, exactly. Because you don't. Because like the head's being chopped off. Never mind. The head I mean, it's just a massive. It's a giraffe. It's just a <laughs> massive neck. You know, like when uh, when um, the, the head gets chopped off and the body just squirms about and does its yeah. own thing. Mm. I kind of feel like we're yeah. there at the moment. To be honest, someone's got the head. Yeah, but yeah, the, and well, the, that would be perfect because that would be a, probably the worst injury anybody had suffered to do something this season. We've had a few decapitations, and you but, can't uh, you can't grow a head back, and it yeah, feels like that's where we are. Well, at the you moment. can if you're a worm. <laughs> so you know, maybe we are we are probably a worm to some people in the Premier yeah. League. But you know, the, when is it going to come to end? You stay up. How do we how do we manage next season? You know, because we've got a lot of money, didn't we? From, for, apparently, from the TV deal for. You know, where's that money gone? Has it gone back into players? If it always goes back into players and they're never going to sort the debts out, they're always going to be in debt. If we go down, then we're always going to, we're going to be in debt. And, yeah, we'll have parachute payments, but obviously the money's better in the Premier League. So, Well, if we stayed up, we could feasibly keep more of the squad together. You'd have, obviously, your, your players coming back from injury. Your loan deals are going to go, obviously, but you can replace them with other loans and add one or two bits of quality. If we go down, you're probably going to lose the good players who are still in the squad. You get Pick... quite a lot of money for them all, though. Collectively, well, I was thinking well, about someone, this someone day. like Defoe. Well, apparently, we mentioned apparently... the game of being a negative about talking about going down again already, but it just but feels like this is where the conversation Someone like Defoe us. could leave on a free if reported to be believed. That's in his contract. Yes, you get money for Corne, Pickford, whoever. Van Arnold, you're with... going to get money for now, I would have thought. But you're probably only looking at the players still being here of Rodwell. Watmore, Gooch, McNair, McNair, Gillabodgy, because you know Love. You're probably only looking at about in terms of players who've played first team football Leach this season. Would still yeah, be here, big Vic. He'd be out of contract though. Yeah. So well, he, he, he might fancy a yeah. move abroad. Like you don't know. He's not a guarantee. No. Um, I'm I'm just talking about players who would still have contract and would be unlikely to be sold. You're quite possibly looking at less than. 10 players who've had first team football this season I mean, he, which he, is really worrying I know I know that David Moyes has said he wants to build and I get that but I was sitting there at the game and watching what was happening in front of us and looking at some of the players and going if you left this month couldn't care less yeah. you know could we get money do we just chance it with Omega until Pickford's fit because it couldn't possibly be any worse than that. Be interesting to see if he plays tomorrow night. I mean, I've not, I've not seen that first goal again, but the save that he made that went back to Arnautovich looked like one a kid had made in the playground. He, where he caught like, it with his toe. He was very lucky to make um, the save. I, he got wrong foot, and I don't think anyone was expecting Arnautovich to go for that near corner there. I don't think that was a bad save, to be honest. But he should have done, done better with a rebound. And then, he should have done, done better with all the goals. Oh, I mean, the, that crouch one is embarrassing. Yeah. Like, he's... That it's just unforgivably awful. That like I don't think he has to. I don't think he has to even come and well, charge he's, out. He's fifteen yards from goal. <clears throat> like yeah, but I think that's it's, it's classic Manone, That isn't it? Because he's letting two goals, one of which is bad. He had that. He's had that one that he nearly spilled in as well out oh, for a corner. Yeah. So his confidence is really low. So he's thinking, right, I'm going to charge out and get this. But when his confidence is low, he makes bad decisions. Yeah. And there you go. 
That's I mean, the game. I, I mean, he didn't, even, he didn't even get near Crouch, did he, for that header? And then he's looking for a free kick. Put your arms in the air. Jump yeah. in the air. You're allowed. That's what. Go up with your knee. And it's high. It's highlighting. But that's what they do, goalkeepers. Yeah, yeah. They go up with the knee and catch the ball. He just, he just did put his arms in the air and let Peter Crouch head the ball into the back of the net. And it's. I mean, that would have been two nil if Defoe goes through and it makes it two one. It's not people you streaming know, out the ground levels know, you, are bad, you, is it? Yeah, but you, you've got a you've got a chance. You've you've had a bad start in the game. You stayed in the game. And and but you know that's a dif- that's a difference. You kill you've killed the game after half an hour, and and you know it's all down to individual errors. I mean, the we I know the alarm and similarity between the goal at Stoke, the first goal they scored, and the goal that they scored on Saturday. Yeah, the finishes were different, but it's the same. Zanai has mm. passed the ball straight to one of their players in midfield. Onautovic is this is comp- he must be invisible on Onautovic because apparently <laughs> in both games none of our players understand that he's a threat and he's going to be running on running beyond because yeah. he just all day he did it in the first game he did it day he just ran beyond every time completely the second completely the untracked. second goal for Stoke as well if you remember Middlesbrough's goal the second one they scored where eventually whoever it was Stuani put it in they worked from the left with Rodwell. Um, pulling out of position quite a lot and leaving one midfielder to do the work and it leads to more players pulling like out so they're just basically yeah. unorganised and that's how Arnautovic well Crouch has the space to lay it off to Arnautovic who's again unmarked We, when the squad is this thin as it was in that Middlesbrough game they, they can't do the basics no. they're, they're, they're not good enough I think you know we all know that Jordan Pickford is, is far superior as, as a goalkeeper, you know, that goes without saying, doesn't it? But this performance highlights his importance a little bit because it takes you back to the games where we put a little bit of a run of form together. Mm. And it's you could argue, apart from the Leicester game, I would argue that in every game we've had a, a spell where we've been we've soaked pressure up mm. we've been under the caution Pickford's made two or well, three the Leicester, decent saves well the Leicester game so, at the end from Wes yeah. Morgan he's made that save in yeah. the last minute but, but what I'm saying is so we've started games poorly like this and maybe you take it for granted a little bit and it disguises it a little mm. bit mm-hmm. and you start to think we're better than what we are because if Pickford was in goal at the weekend you could argue that Stoke wouldn't have scored any of those three goals now who's to say we wouldn't have then overcome that little bit of pressure and then went and scored ourselves and won mm. the game because that's been a regular pattern it's probably We've seen another season. frustrating thing is when Manoni actually had a good game. He had a poor game against Burnley, then he had a good game against Liverpool, and then he had, he's had a horrific game at the weekend. And he you is know. a confidence player. What are you going to do? Know what, you, what can he do with that? You know, what can he do with that? You, you know, I know Moyes has come under some criticism uh, for not making changes, but if he doesn't think that players on the bench. Let's get some perspective here. Three of those kids who people are clamouring to get on. People aren't asking for Honeyman coming on. They're asking for a Soro coming on. 17. Mm. Three 17-year-old lads on the bench. Like, I could get... You know, I'm thinking, do you chuck them on for the last 10 minutes just to protect the players you've got? Because you'd rather have them on and... Because one argument would be right, you you put him on in that situation, it's not going to do his confidence any good because if he goes on and he he shins the ball and it goes out for a goal kick and then the stadium start growing and booing, that's not what that seventeen year old the environment that seventeen year old kid needs to get into. The counter argument or sorry, the opposing argument of that would be that you don't have to have all the ability in the world to then go and chase a ball down and maybe 
put a tackle in and, and get the crowd up, and that might spark another player into life. That might spark, spark the crowd into life. There's there's arguments for both. No, I just think it's a practicality. I mean, I would have made the changes because you can't you can't afford Defoe getting injured. No. The game's over, 10, 15 minutes to go. Just <clears> write <throat> off as a bad job, get Defoe off. People like that, just put somebody else on because... You know, you don't, you can't have, you can't have those players getting injured, and they'll get burnt out because. Let's remember, you only made one He'd change. Been crucified you only made, you only made one. Left, yeah. You only made one change. In that, in the Burnley Cup game. Yeah. O'Shea. Which was O'Shea who came on right near the end. So there's players there who are playing after that Christmas period. Ninety minutes, ninety minutes. We have got another game tomorrow night. What are you going to do in that game? He's not going to like. If he if he plays uh, some kids, it, it, he's basically shutting the game in. He has to, though. but he, but I just he has, think to he has to rotate because they're responsible. Well, and they're going to be knackered, and they will get injuries. So that's my concern. If he doesn't, he doesn't think they're good enough to come on for ten minutes in a game that's dead. If one of those in that dead game, if one of those players, if key players, gets injured, who's he going to go with? We've got no strikers. We've got none. Like <laughs> we haven't. Like apart from Defoe, we haven't got one. Yeah, and he should be in play there. He's injured. Under different circumstances, you would say it's a good it's a good game to have this because it's you, you want a reaction. You always want a reaction to a performance like that, and you want it to come round midweek if possible. It's a low pressure game because it's a cup, so if they lose, people aren't going to be too concerned. But like you say, it's the, it's the it's the numbers he doesn't have, and he he's come out and he he, he said that he he's not going to let the any of the young players go out on loan. There was interest in Honeyman in, in Honeyman and a few of the Robson as well. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Um, was wanting to buy yeah, a few clubs. Robson, yeah. I was actually talking to Graham Anderson on Sunday. I ran into him in, in Spa, and uh, he was he was telling us about her then. Which spa he, was it? The one on the Chester Road Spa. Chester Road Spa. And he was saying uh, he was buying his bottle of wine. I often say that in the. Uh, what kind of wine, wine as well? Yeah. Yeah, it was white. I didn't say what kind it was. I don't know if it was Pinot or, or, or what. Guinness was it? Not? Um, no, it wasn't. No, it was, no, it was no a bottle of wine. But he was saying that, like you know, most clearly doesn't rate these kids, but he can't afford them to go out because we don't have yeah. anybody. But there's no depth. No. So you, you know, I know I can understand the argument of saying, "Well, let them go out and play if you don't fancy them." And I think had we had a full squad, he would be doing that, be probably to... selling them. But we can't. You can't let these kids go out because then who are you going to put on the bench? And who, how do you train? And if people get injured, there's going to be nobody there. How do you train without twenty-two players? Hmm. Wait, you can't. You can't. Five aside. Huh? <laughs> what kind of prepara- What kind of preparation is that for Premier League football? Isn't is it? You, you know, you've got to think about these. It's a. It's not just as simple as. How bad can they be? If this, these have been that bad, or 
should just let them go. What's the point? Like you're saying, I've got confidence to like after doubting Moyes, you know, early on, and I think right he's rightly criticised because we were so so awful in that first ten games of the season. We we were we were terrible. To be fair, he pulled it together a bit, and you know you've got to have some sympathy with him in terms of the the restriction that he's got probably buying players, the the lack of you know the lack of quality in the squad, the injuries. All that kind of thing. There's a lot of stuff working against him, and I, I, you know, you've got to you've got to sort of just sort of let him get on with it and kind of just go with it. And that, that's kind of where I'm not saying he's beyond criticism at all because I've reiterated the point that he's got to, he early in the season. I don't think he was criticised enough. Yeah, he has to take responsibility. Um, and he, he, yeah, you're right. He has to take responsibility. But I would argue by <coughs> doing what he did at the weekend and doing what he has been doing, he is taking responsibility. Because he's taking risks in doing what he's doing there. Um, you know, you look at you know talking about players who would try and maybe change things if you could. Barini, I mean, I like Barini. I was going to say, has he, has he added why. himself to the list now? We of, of people, you, people look at Kasri and people look at Cornea and, and think of ways we can manoeuvre in the transfer yeah. market and think if we get decent offers for those two players would you add Barini to yeah, that list now? Barini will be on big wages if you can make your money back on Barini you've got a 10 million quid for Barini I think I'll oh you snap the hands off don't you? yeah just be, ever I know he's, he's coming back from an awkward injury and but he's always coming back from an awkward yeah, injury yeah um, but he's he's been anonymous I know he scored a worldie at Old Trafford when the game was gone but apart from a bit of running around against Liverpool, what's what's he done? He he wasn't in in the game at all. Even his with Barini, when even when he's playing badly, he's usually putting a shift in and he's grafting, and he didn't attempt a single tackle on Saturday, which is worrying. No, his, when first, <coughs> his first touch was embarrassing. Like it used to be quite tidy as well. Yeah, you know what's happened? Like what? It's quite erratic, though, as a footballer. Do you know what you think about he has, it, he has these, he's, he, he fluctuates, doesn't he? Do he can what, be, he can be atrocious or he can be brilliant, I think. I think he's got himself to blame as well because he had the opportunity to move to Sunderland after he had that loan spell, and he didn't. He could have moved on after that loan spell. Even if it wasn't to Sunderland, he could have moved on. But he chose, he's decided, I want to stay at Liverpool, I want to fight for me place or whatever. And it was clear his face didn't fit. And he didn't. He barely kicked the ball for them. And he's had another. He had a season out of his of his career again where he hasn't played at a crucial age as well. And he's it's self belief that though. There's it only, is, it so is, you can only then, criticize that to a point. But can't why you? can't why can't you go and be the best you can be at Sunderland or any elsewhere? Why is that? Why do you why do you want to be the best you can be at a club that aren't giving you opportunity? The right was on the wall from him because yeah, we they said they that. told him, but they told him that he was he was going to go. He'll have had other offers train. as well. He was made to train away from the first team. So if the writing's on the wall, it's all very well being. Sometimes you got to get be pragmatic about it and say, "I'm being made to train on my own, so I clearly I'm I'm clearly not wanted here, and the only way I'm going to get in is if they have to play me." But he doesn't offer. He's not offering anything that our attack that we need, and it, and it's underlining how much we suffer without. Not necessarily an HB, but someone who's a target man, someone who can hold up the ball. Someone who can drag some defenders out. Defoe is always going to be a goal threat, yeah, but he gets a goal through a decent ball from Love, but it's a it's a punt over the top, yeah. isn't it? Which we were trying to do against Burnley, actually, and it wasn't coming off at all. So if players like Anitrabi and Pickford, like we've alluded to, really, are so crucial to the way we play, we need 
more of that and that does make you feel sorry for Moyes because he clearly can't go out and get you know he apparently wanted a shower in the summer which would have probably meant we didn't get an HB. but it's well, obvious he did we did say that he'd always bring an HB in actually didn't he I think he said well there you go then we would have had game. two of them we'd have well, had think, options up up front I for a target this, man I was thinking about this the other day in terms of strengthening we, we seem to be linked when people are talking about strengthening they're talking about the defence I think like I'd be happy we, for we, denying a drop best, back in defence but, our best, in but our best spell be our best spell <clears throat> came when we had what more fit and we mm. had an each be fit um, because we had variety yeah. We had an outlet. We had two outlets. We had pace in behind. Someone who could run with the ball, even though he doesn't. It looks a bit ragged, but he can carry the ball. Of course he can. What more? And then you've got Nietzsche, who's a different prospect in terms of an outlet. Somebody he can hit. You know, he's going to muscle people off. He's going to gain a yard. He's going to win free kicks if you get tight. He's going to turn. You know, he's he's a he's a goal threat, even though he he's, he probably should have returned more goals for his performances than he's scored. And yeah, you. you you just think, go and get bootleg versions of those players. They don't have to be the best players they just in need their to fit positions. The they just need to fit the system. We need someone with a bit of pace who can carry the ball. Doesn't have to be technically brilliant. Who can push people back? We well, need I've, someone I've who's got physical. A, I've got from a player them. in mind. I was wondering how how crucial Everton are in our in our transfer business. If and I was thinking if now we would obviously need to sell somebody else because we need to make. We need to make room for wages, money, don't yeah. we? Uh, you know, it's all well and good saying take two or three players from a club, get rid of corner. You need to clear a mm. wage bill, wouldn't you? And you can do that by selling, selling players, I guess. But Everton have two or three players who 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 would suit our side. McCarthy is is the obvious one. I know Jagielka has been spoken a lot about, but it's I, a bit I, obvious for me. That I, I can't say that happening yeah. personally. I, I think I don't think Everton would let him go. Although you could see if they were replacing him like for like with corner, they might be open to it. Aaron Lennon sitting on the bench at the weekend for Everton. Now, Jermaine Defoe, um, he's created the most goals for Jermaine Defoe ever. He's had the most assists. I saw Jermaine talk about that on, on goals on Sunday before. So that's a player who knows... It's a it's a position we need. We're a, a right-sided, a right-sided yeah, forward a player. Somebody who knows Jermaine Defoe's runs. He knows his movements. Yeah. He's not getting a look at Everton. I, I don't think they will be that bothered about keeping him. Suddenly, corner and Everton could be quite important for us in, in terms of mm. manoeuvring a little bit in the transfer market because even if Everton would have come with a couple of million quid and then or, or even just tr- trade you the two players we would then need to sell somebody as I've said to clear up some wages but we, uh, for example if Everton came and said there's McCarthy there's Lennon for Corne and no money what would people think about that? I'm not really that fussed about McCarthy and I think we've got so many centre midfielders he's, at the he's moment he's better than we have though. no he is but I'm thinking about in this to get maybe in the summer but for now, yeah. But at the minute, we're like a donut at the minute, though, aren't we? Well, Kirchhoff's out and cut them all's out. Mm. You don't even have McNair for the season. Yeah, we need yeah. somebody now. We need a certain midfielder now. I'm just thinking, you know, the money's probably more valuable to us than than a, than a swap deal in some in some respects. But Lennon I mean? would be on. Lennon would definitely. Would, would, he'd be on big wages as well, and Corner leaving he'd probably would take free them up the, as the well. Lennon's 29. Yeah. He'd probably take a pay cut. He, I would imagine he's pretty. He's pretty sure that he doesn't have a future at Everton. I would have thought he's not getting a look. Yeah, in, I, I think I think that's a great shout for for that area in what we're talking about. Mm. You know, the in terms of the wide sort of like physical player. I mean, I was watching a championship game at the weekend, and I'm not seeing him loads. I just thought, you know what? There's a guy at Wolves called Neward Dicko. I think he used to play for Wigan. 
and he played on the left hand side bit of pace about him very physical direct obviously technically I mean he's playing the championship but you do sound a bit like describing Will Buckley here to an extent no it's nothing like <laughs> nothing like Will Buckley he's very how much do these players cost though exactly but I'm, I'm just looking at it and going oh maybe that you know because what I'm saying is we couldn't really go out and, and buy Lennon and, and buy McCarthy that, we wouldn't have the money just, for I don't it. know. I don't know but I don't, but know if you've, I don't know if you've seen that news today just breaking about an hour ago that apparently we've made an offer for Robbie Brady I've heard that yeah did so, it, did, was, were figures mentioned or? no but he's not going to be cheap is he I mean he was a player who was playing the Premier League last season would that imply Van Arnold's leaving I wouldn't have thought so I would have thought they were almost like half a player each aren't they in their positions so half attack and half defence if you play them two down the left hand side together they're going to cover each other but at the same time it means that you're you know, whoever plays down that left. I wouldn't hand say side. Brady's attacking enough to play in the front three. Well, he's a wait, wait, but he's a he's a winger. He's like a wing we were we were saying this before he? we started. He's he's been playing Larson there. He's been playing a more defensive yeah. winger on one side to play a more attacking. And one it's on an the option. Side. You can play left back. You can play wide midfield. I don't know what Norwich fans think about him. I read some people saying he's a bit of a match of the day player. So mm. and he had a good ground, year, and he had a good he had a good Euros, didn't he? <clears> but you're going to be talking lots of money. But yeah, I was just saying going. I've, Somebody will probably say I watch Championship football regularly. I've seen this dick go. I'm just it was just a name out the air, and I thought it's about a player who can fit that position. I mean, look at he West, look at West Brom this in. season. Obviously, they've got some real quality in there. Yeah. Players like Chadley and Rondon, but, but Chadley doesn't play every week either. But Matt Phillips is doing brilliantly yeah. for them because he fits their system yeah. perfectly. He's a direct winger who gets the ball to Rondon. He's yeah. got like. I think possibly not the highest, but one of the highest amount of assists this season because his face just he fits that. But you look club. at it, you know, he look he's big, he's he's a tall lad, yeah. you know, he's he's got that physical presence. That, and know, and what more really is that kind of thing? Obviously, he might not get the assists or something, but he's he's not the greatest player in the world. But he fit, he was a perfect fit for the system we were yeah. playing at the time. We were having that. Phillips and Redmond would have been rubbish for us. Let's get that right. Oh, they probably would. That's because everyone is. Yeah, that's the way it works for Sunderland. You would, we would have spent a lot of money on Phillips and Redmond, and they would have been. I tell you what, shocking. And they what. both went and earned moves where people was questioning whether they whether they were Premier League players. The two of them, and they both playing out the skin this season. I mean, Southampton have a, you know, a lot of players, and you know, maybe there's there's some something in there where, you know, they might be a team where you'd look to try and take somebody from because they brought a lot of people in and. Not everyone's playing every week, and some it's of the moves we don't, don't have that if... like domestic loan still available, yeah. do we? Because someone yeah, like no, well, that's actually a great point because that would definitely be one of those where you'd be looking at domestic loans. But you're just looking looking around. They're going to have to. I mean, there's obviously a conversation being had, hasn't there? Because if we if we if we're bidding, if if we're to be fair, Craig Hope's usually pretty good with his transfer stuff, and he yeah, he's had his progress. And, and he's broken yeah, that Robbie Brady, so and he's he spends a lot of time he's with the Ireland team, mm. yeah. So I would say that there might have been a conversation had. Maybe they're just gonna. A lot of people have said about the financial fair play. Let's just sod it because everybody else. You're gonna get a fine, don't you? That's apparently. Yeah. That's so may, maybe I hope Richard Scudamore isn't subscribed. Yeah, to, but maybe, maybe they're like. just maybe they're just gonna say you know what, sod it, we'll take the chance because that the risk of. They probably are. The risk of getting relegated or whatever is greater than this risk, and maybe yeah. they're just going to do it and, and 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 face the wrath, whatever that might be, if they get found out. Corner, get... corner for Lennon and McCarthy, and then and then Brady, and then and then we're See, sort Robbie, of, we're again, nearly Robbie there. Brady, though, you look at Robbie Brady, and is that a player? One, I've never in? particularly been. 
I've seen him look. I've seen him on the telly, and I've seen him when he's played against Sunderland. I've never been overly impressed. It's all right. I mean, it it's a like very moist type thing. Yeah, it is, but it? these players normally do well at Everton, don't they? You remember you Kevin Kilban at Everton. <laughs> You wouldn't be surprised to well see a Naismith or something rock up as well, would you? I mean, no, I was thinking about this other day as well. I still wouldn't be I mean, surprised to see him. He can play from the right, he can play in behind. But we need, going back to the point, I think we need to try and we'll look at how, because it, defensively the pressure <coughs> was released when we had certain players and we need to find, replicate that. I never thought about Len, I think that's a great shout. I think in the middle, I've said it before, and people might go, no, but Charlie Adam. No, no, he's he'd be brilliant. Back in I don't think he's he would come now, team, though. Isn't he? No, but uh, it's, you know, start of the season, they probably would have been open and yeah. selling them. And you look at him, yeah, he's he, like at the weekend. I was like, everyone's booing him, and that. I thought, brilliant. That's yeah. what you want. Horrible, and we, we were saying tackle, the exact same thing. Tackle down on uh, Rodwell. He, he's he's going. I'm going to get a yellow card here. Smash. With Catmull out, we don't have that yeah. mean face have in midfield. Too nice. Too nice. Need someone who's horrible. Larson's gobby, but that's yeah, it. Yeah, we need somebody who's going to do horrible things to people. <laughs> like I know it sounds, I know it sounds like. No, but when you're in a relegation trash, battle, you need people to fight. Like every player. Norwich, Norwich last season when Catmull's yeah. like slapping people, batter people's heads and that. Like, can you imagine yeah. anyone doing that in the side at the minute? Mm. Barinia like pump his fists to the north stand now and again, yeah. but that's it. Don't have anyone who's actually galvanising yeah. the team. Defoe's obviously a talisman, is a brilliant player, but. He's quite like most creative players are. He's quite huffy as well. He's not someone who's like going around instructing no. all the players. I don't like. I like he was annoying us a bit at the weekend because I don't like. I think he pressurizes players into making passes that they shouldn't be making at times. I think he's a little bit responsible for the that hoofed ball in behind because he wanted every time someone gets a ball, he wants it in behind. You can't have it in behind every time because it's a low percentage ball. A striker like him at his level is going to. Be a bit selfish, yeah. though, aren't no, they? Yeah, I, He's going to want the ball early and get I'm him loved, behind. I'm not. I'm loath to criticise Jermaine for, but it's just an observation in a, in a in a game of football. I know a, what you mean, you know it, what I mean? It, but he's you know he's done his job to an extent. Yeah, on, he, on Saturday, he has, but he? you know your job's never finished. You know, so he should have scored another three. Then well, we'd I'm have not, won. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying you, I don't think it, I don't think you can say either. I get what you're saying, but I don't think you can say well. Oh, it's not like one, it's not like he had a brilliant one, game. The no, rest no. of you should, you know, facilitate that one goal. It's not about that because you're a team, and you know that's just it's just an observation. I'm not, I would, you know, I'm not criticizing, um, you know, everything about him at all because you know I've said what I thought, think about the divorce situation, you know, in, in the paper and that recently, and what I think about him. It's just you know, every you've got to take everything at face value in, in the game, and that was just an observation. I, I don't like, I don't, I don't like that. Um, but then you know the other players need to be strong enough to say no. I'm, I'm put, I'm not going to lump the ball in behind every time because you want it. And when you've got someone like Catamol, actually, yes, he, is when he probably no, keeps that from no, happening. You've got no I'm, sense of direction or law leadership so, that's yeah. quite an easy thing to do. Well, yeah. this guy scores his goals, so yeah. we're going to try and get the ball to him as easy as we can. You know, I like to see him drop. aimlessly just sort of lump it. I like to see something. He doesn't do it enough, but he's good when he does it. Where he drops, drops. He does in. that when in each of he's there though. When there's another well, man off, there. Yeah, so again, without that big target man, it nullifies. You know, him? when he gets the ball on the feet, in you know, it reminds us that you know when Phillips used to come deep and pick the ball up and spray it, pass yeah. wide, run across the pitch. You know, I, I like to see that. You know, I was what some of the stuff on Saturday that you see though. You know, you look someone like you know Yanazai again, just disgusting, really. Um, 
just horrible, like just rubbish. Yeah, it really rubbish. You know, some of the decision making is crap. You know, Rodwell going into his shell again after you know he had <coughs> reasonable spells in the game, but again, that Adam tackle seemed to just like put him in his place. It was like yeah, yeah, that's it. That's that's you sorted out. And if Yanazide's um, cards weren't already marked, sort of bottling out of a tackle that was oh dear, yeah. that was just seventy thirty in his favour. That's something that, that, that I is, mean that went down like a shit sandwich. Some, that is something that Sunderland. I know it sounds it sounds like you know sanctimonious, but Sunderland supporters will not accept that things like that bottling the tackle is like an own goal. Like and people again, say, attack a good tackle is like a goal. Bottling a tackle. Especially when it's heavily in your favour. It wasn't even 50 uh, was You know what? If he gets there first, he might get tripped penalty because he's just inside the box. Would he have done again? Would he have dared do that if Catmull was on the pitch? He looks at the way Van Arnholt was whinging on a lot at the end of the game when was, was it him and Yanazai who yeah. had a bit of a mm. go at each yeah. other? That's not happening with your leaders on the pitch mm. and like. We don't mind people having a go at each other, but it's got to be constructive. You got to get something out of it, and I don't think at the moment it seems as though people are just mourning each other. Yeah, because they're, they're unhappy. It's Huffed. not. It's not. Uh, it's not productive. But maybe they need to have a sit down and flesh it out again in a room together, because they're going to have to do something sharpish. There's only thirteen fit first team players. Three of them are right backs, <laughs> and it, it isn't. It doesn't look like it's going to. You Good know. sign another right back, Davy. Um, <laughs> hopefully, people can still listen to this because we we didn't discuss Burnley too much. And as long as there's no major talking points from the Burnley game, then this podcast will still be relevant until we do the Into the Light show Thursday this week. We haven't had the uh, curveball from yeah, Proctor yeah, yet, have the, we? The, 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 sometimes on Tuesday night, you might text us say, "Can we do the Can we do the podcast on Wednesday, lads?" So up to now, Thursday for Into the Light. Um, thanks for listening but to no, our... no, but we won't be back next week, will we? You haven't, no, we you haven't won't. Done that no, bit. we, we won't. won't be. We've got our live pod next week. Which point is advertising it? Cause well, no, I'm going to advertise. I'm, gonna, I'm, check, I'm checking now to see if the left. So I've just got to fill while you're doing that. I'm just checking now. Gareth's just checking now. We have a live podcast next week, so we believe there was only we two won't, left. We won't be broadcasting it. So yes, there's two tickets left. A couple of weeks till we're back. There's two tickets left. So if you're listening and you're humming and hawing, you've got an opportunity there. Swoop in, last two tickets, five of each, 23rd of January, port of call. Um, Julio Ark is the guest and, and James Hunter from the Chronicle as well. It'll be a bit of a group therapy session and it's gonna, it'll be the biggest one we've done as well. So I'd say if you've bought tickets, make sure you get there in good time because mm. I reckon we're going to be hitting 100 people in that Standing room. Standing room only, eventually. Well, no, though, I'm going to make sure there's enough seats. And Bad seats only. Yeah, <laughs> and you can't. You're not. You're, allowed, not, you're not allowed to leave early if it's rubbish. So if you come we'll in a group of like four, if you come in a group of three people, you might in a situation where you can't sit with each other. Exactly. And you have to like sit apart. So what I would recommend is that you get in there, nice and early, because it's going to be packed. Um, and it should be. They're always a good night. Yeah, we've got nice beer in Port Good well, venue. Right. So why not yeah, get there early? It's spot on. Good I've taken the there. Tuesday off, so. Oh. Feel free to buy me a drink. Okay, right. Thanks for listening. We'll be back on Thursday with another light. We won't be back next Monday, as Gareth just said. So, and we're going to do the Roker Report exclusive content now, in which you can win two tickets to the uh, Tottenham game. I did say I'd chuck in two tickets for the live pod as well. So, if you want them, you can have them as well. So, listen to that if you've entered the competition. Thanks for listening. <laughs>
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.